I now declare this frickin' idiot convention open! Oh, and I have some other good news. Yeah, we're in first place in the frickin' idiot league. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Monsieur Mangus here, plugging in from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Joined by my co-host here, we're here to talk shop per usual on everything sports and entertainment, keeping you always entertained and educated. Let's go ahead and meet the rest of the minds responsible for consistent content. Live from SF, Girthquake Grimes. How we doing, son? What's up, fellas? Um, is uh, is post Game of Thrones depression a thing? Because yeah, man, I think I might ha- I might have from, it. From I, was what feel- I've heard. I was feeling a little bit down in the dumps today, and I think it's like withdrawal. Other other than my hangover, I think that might have been the reason why. <laughs> well, what kind of uh, hangover? The, the good Don't one. Worry about it. Yeah, the good one. <laughs> Well, glad to, glad to glad to have you here, buddy, tonight. So glad to see you're in in full spring and smiling. Uh, live live from Richmond, also on the uh, hungover bandwagon, uh, coming to us, you know, straight off of a, a wedding. Tommy Lasagna or Tommy Tits, I should say. How we doing? Uh, I am burnt out, but uh, like you said, coming off one of the best weekends of my life, my roommate's wedding. Uh, congratulations again, Wes and Cheney. Uh, I am, I am sunburnt from head to toe. And uh, it's hard to sleep at night, but it was all worth it. Yeah, it was good to see those pictures of Gary too. Uh, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> Shout out Barry. He's, he's in. Yeah, I love the haircut. I, you gotta love Dude, it. Dude, he looks clean. It's it's like a it, looks it's clean. honestly, it's a new look, new it's Gary. A, it's Not, a, I love it's a it. New Barry Gawson. All right, live from Nashville. Shifty snakes. How we doing, kid? I'm good. Um, again and again, just pounding the pounding the driving range after work, and then uh, you know, swung over for the podcast. I like that. All right, well, let's go ahead and cue this music, boys. I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. You got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. Ladies and gentlemen, uh... To get things warmed up here, we thought we would shoot the breeze a little bit, um, talk a little bit about life, how things are going in everyone's world. Uh, how's things going? How the fuck are we doing? Dog shit. Uh, yeah? Yeah, typical typical work story. Everyone taking off this week, uh, heading into the long weekend. I'm not taking off any days, so I've just got like work piled up on my ass. And, uh, you know, pretty much just ready for, you know, Four more eleven-hour days, dude. Dude, I, I was in an <laughs> event last night, and this kid said to me, "He's like, dude, it's you know, the week before Memorial Day weekend. You might as well not even go to work." And I was like, "Uh, what? Is is this a thing now?" <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, th- this will be the last time that I don't just piggyback on other people and like, oh, oop, I gotta take off three days this week. You know, see, ya. <laughs> have have fun doing my shit. <laughs> Yo, well, I, you know I do, it's... I do have a counterpoint to all that though, because this is something. Uh, I try to do, uh, in, in, you know, in my work life is is whenever everyone's taking off for vacation, that's usually like the, you know, there's like a fair amount of work, but generally an easy week because you can kind of show up whenever and leave whenever, and then you just take vacation when everyone's back. You know what I mean? Like then, like you know, H- hire this guy. The, like, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know. No, I mean, hey, it's a philosophy to live by. I I, I have unlimited PTO, so. 
you know, sue me. I heard, I heard that. I wish I didn't hear that, but I heard that. <laughs> I pretty much do too. And um, good news is I've held on to a lot of it all the way here in late May. So uh, the back half of my year is going to be party central. <laughs> Love that. Well, um, I think something we need to really focus on before we kick off here into our agenda is if you haven't seen it, there's a link. So go ahead and click it. Um, there's a serious issue that we've got in our hands. Uh, I've seen a bunch of these videos going viral. Bitches be wilding out here, boys. Um, <laughs> chicks that are like super into horses are oh my on god all, on all fours, running around, I jumping know- over jumps, <laughs> eating grass. I haven't even watched I- this link, and I know exactly the video <laughs> that you're talking about. <laughs> if you haven't seen oh, it, this we'll is post horrifying. It. Holy shit. <laughs> Why would anyone ever do this? She's galloping on all fours. First of all, I got to imagine she's either A, going to have horrible scoliosis soon. Already does, actually. Or does. <laughs> yeah, or does. B, is going to break her spine and or wrist or all together, all three. Hopefully her spine. Well, <laughs> Just done. Those- and and I, that's to my point. You know, What do we do with people like this? We send them to the glue factory. Do them like Barbaro. Bring them out back. Put them down because – you got to go. Yeah, he's got, got to go. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, kind of funny horse-related news. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys caught the Preakness this weekend, but um, right out of the gate, one of the horses like just bucked right as he got out of the gate, and he bucked his his uh, jockey right off of his back, and That's the horse continued, and the horse continued to right run off. the entire race. It ran the entire race and was like it wasn't even in last for a, a good portion of it until some lady came off the rail and tried to pull the horse aside. What? And, uh, that sounds but like it the was, most it, it was great. It was yeah. Well, she should have been tased. Yeah, dude, I, I'm surprised they didn't just shoot it on sight. Um, you know. <laughs> to the blue factory with her as well. Good God, it's weird yeah, though. I, the horse, the horse got it. Did not finish. So everybody that gambled on the horse lost. Which I think is total wow. bullshit. It was like a it was like a twenty to one horse. I mean, dude, he made a valiant effort. Imagine, and yeah, imagine uh, that. Imagine being the jockey. This is the biggest race of of your life. I mean, these three well, races. Velasquez and, is like one of the most prominent jockeys. He's like one yeah. of the biggest names in jockeys. And I think it was the the fault of the guy who uh, who stands on the side and holds the horses in place before the gates open. Idiot. He right. like his hand got like caught or he, he held on too long, so it pulled the horse's head and the horse just fucking bucked its uh, back legs out. Let's Buck let's wild. all keep an eye out on this guy because he's going to wind up dead this week. Um, also, yeah, and the horse. <laughs> um, Grimes, you acted surprised that he kind of like wasn't in last place, but once he shed that extra eighty pounds, he should have dominated the race, dude. Ima- yeah. Imagine if you won, won that thing. That would have been the coolest story of all time. All right. Well, let's go ahead and kick it off. Get into the uh, actual bit here tonight. Here's our agenda, ladies and gents. Uh, Brooks Kepka, we're going to go ahead and kick it off here with some sports. We've also got entertainment. We're going to talk about a billionaire baller. Of course, we'll discuss Game of Thrones finale, current events, and more. So let's go ahead and kick things off. Yeah, I've, right I've got, I'm interested to see what, what Harry uh, is kind of thinking about Brooks Kepka, Kepka at this point. Um, you know, I've, of course, he was on everyone's radar as a phenomenal golfer. I mean, he was already a three-time major champion. Uh, but he only had the weird thing about Brooks is he only has two, um, you know, what you might call regular PGA Tour event victories to his credit as well. So he's literally at this point now he's won twice as many majors as he has regular PGA Tour tournaments. Um, but that said, 
he is a four-time major winner, four out of his last seven, back-to-back U.S. Opens, back-to-back PGA Championships, um, and he is looking solid. So a lot of the talk this week has been about, you know, he, he's had a lot to say recently about Tiger can't beat me, I'm going to win double-digit majors in my career. Um, so, Harry, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts? Does Brooks Kepka have a chance of getting to 10? Uh, yeah, I, 100%. Um, I mean, the guy... You know, regardless, he's 29 years old. So really, you know, as far as golf is concerned, he still hasn't even hit his peak or his prime in golf years. Um, or he's, you know, he's probably like right in it right now. But he'll he'll be dominant for the even if he's dominant the way he's been for the next five years, that he should be able to get him double digits uh, in a, in a pretty quick fashion. Um, and that's the you know, I'm glad you brought up the the part about not having that many PGA Tour wins outside of majors. That's kind of the whole weird dynamic of, of Brooks Koepka. Um, you know, his game should be able to win at any course at any time. You know, long ball hitter, accurate. He's got good hands around the green, putts yep. pretty well. Um, yep. And so it's really weird. I mean, maybe he just only likes showing up for majors. But I think, you know, you know. so cer- yeah, certainly he'll be able to get to 10 uh, majors. You know, the, the new talk of the town is is Brooks Koepka kind of taking over the PGA Tour in terms of being the face of it. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you pointed yeah. out that it you know he has the game to win, but as far as I'm concerned, the dude has a huge pair of stones and he just does not give a fuck. He knows that it's he said it in in one of his quotes this week. He's like, everyone knows you're you're judged on your career by how many majors you have. He doesn't he doesn't care about the the little yeah. events here and there definitely and on on the uh t- tiger can't beat me quote he probably should take that one back considering tiger won the masters fuck a beat i'm gonna go acapella congratulations brooks but you gotta chill the fuck out my man you're going up toe to toe with so to be said the greatest fucking man to play golf and i think i think like he has proven himself, like you said, Harrison. I think he's hit a serious stride, and I think we'll start to see him continuously be at the podium, uh, you know, winning, what was it, an $11 million purse. Congratulations, you asshole. Throw <laughs> me some change. Um, but I think, like Tom said, some of the things that he's saying, uh, he's still got, you know, some serious shoes to fill. Um, and I think the difference is that he, I think, cares more about accolades than he does about the game, and that's the difference between him and Tiger. Well, he, I mean, you saw, he had this, he had his podcast, uh, he went on, pardon my take, and literally, essentially said golf is boring, and that he wished Who's that they that? would, what's that? What, what, what podcast? Never heard of that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, some po- <laughs> some podcast. Anyways, he was saying essentially that golf is boring, and that between holes 5 and 12, he pretty much blacks out and like doesn't even think about anything, and oh, that, wow. uh, and that he, they so, think, yeah. he thinks they should shorten courses to like 14 or 15 holes. That's not going to win you over many fans in the golf world. No right? kidding. Like, that's, that's also, not that doesn't an easy make way. it. Yeah. That makes the sport easier. If, if you're short, I mean, the whole point is that, like, 18 holes, the, it takes a it's physical like a mental grind. and mental, yeah, it, you know, you shorten it. Okay, fucking great, dude. You just made the game easier for yourself. Congratulations. And well, going back to the 10 majors thing quickly, I will say, yeah, like, Harry, you, you were spot on about everything. One, his his game is... I'm going to use kind of Jordan Spieth as, as a counterpoint here. Um, and you know what? Someone on the sort of in the same vein as Brooks, Rory McIlroy, you know, people have gotten hot before and, you know, everyone 
including themselves, starts to think certain things or make bold predictions and whatnot. But, you know, Jordan Jordan Spieth ripped off three majors, four majors there in just a two- or three-year window. Um, hasn't really been hot, and at least not nearly as hot the last two years. You know, a few years ago, uh, Rory did the same thing. You know, he was a young four-time major winner. He spent five or six years now chasing his fifth. And, you know, it's I think Brooks has a game that's, that's easier. He has a better C game than any of those guys. I'll put it that way. You know, when, when he's off, he's better than, than most people when they're on. Um, so that's, and that's just because of how powerful he is, how accurate he can be, of course. And yeah, he's a good putter, but Spieth, think... Spieth was a good putter too. And, you know, golf at the end of the day, it's just golf is fucking hard and it's hard yeah. to like be in that groove for, for 10 years. That's why they're, you know, there have only ever been three, double-digit major winners in history, you know, between Nicholas Woods and Hagen. And sure, he's he's on fire now, and he looks like he can't be beat, and he'll he'll probably pretty easily string another two or three in there. But there's there's a big difference in six or seven and, and ten, you know, and in, yeah. anything can happen, so we'll see. I guess it's kind of a broad question, but do you guys think that he it's possible for him to surpass Tiger? Uh, I'm going to say a hard no on that. Yeah. Uh, he's 20, 29 years old. He would have to have an absolutely insane next eight years of golf to even smell Tiger, and then he'd be close to 40. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say hard no, too. Uh, while we're on the topic of golfers that are hot, uh, I got to shout out my man Dustin Johnson here. Poor DJ is... You attracted to him? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was pulling for him. Everybody wants to see that, you know, that controversy on Sunday, especially when you're going in with seven strokes. Like, it, I mean, truth be told... It, Kepka made it I mean, interesting, but it was kind of boring. Brooks almost choked. <laughs> I mean, dude, Dustin shot f- three or four under, I think, on Sunday. And uh, it was just one under, but that's because he bogeyed 16 and 17. Uh, yeah, I was hammered Wolf. and stopped watching. Um, but, I mean, DJ has won two events this year, including the WGC in Mexico. He was fifth in the Players, uh, second in the Masters, and then second uh, this past weekend, including two. his last two Sunday rounds have just been on point and I, I feel for the guy because he's getting sort of second fiddle now because everyone's all over Brooks like this well he's the I texted my dad who's also a big golfer you know has has a lot of knowledge of the game um, basically about the time that it uh, I think Kepka bogeyed 13 and it got to within one yeah and um, DJ like right as soon as which I know you know he's in the middle of a hole he he doesn't know what's going on behind him, whatever. But just as soon as he had him right there in his grasp, you know, Kepka's draining oil like a motherfucker, and all the crowd, you know, the momentum is totally with DJ. The crowd's chanting DJ. He blasts a fucking four iron over the green, you know, like by a mile, and it's just like, dude, you you just can't you can't be making mistakes like totally. And I know the wind was all over the place and stuff, but that's just such a Dustin Johnson lack of IQ thing to do when the tournament is. Everything about the tournament is going your way. You just have to find greens. And the first thing he did as soon as he had a, a window is, you know, miss by 25 yards. And I was, like, texting my dad at the time. And it's just, like, the best the best thing Brooks Kepka has going for him right now is that he's playing an absolute idiot. So, like, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. all you have to do is just find a way to hang on, and you will. Because DJ is going to – he gave up three shots in the last six holes himself after starting <clears throat> the day, you know, three or four under par. And he's still – he had a great day comparatively. You know, Kepka ended up shooting four over. DJ was one under, but yeah, he just 
when it when it comes to making good smart golf decisions when when you kind of have some momentum he's not the guy you're looking for if it was spieth in that in that same scenario then i would have been like oh shit you know like because yeah. spieth is gonna outsmart you outwork you all those things yeah and and i think that's a great point dude like dj i mean it's been his achilles heel pretty much his entire career and what does he have one major win i believe yeah um and, and i think it's going to be kind of his defining thing of, of his career when it's all said and done he's probably one of the most athletic players to ever play the game um, yeah physically gifted for sure physically gifted but mentally it just he, he's he's a you know a nutcase um yeah and and between all the shit that's happening in the, in the behind the scenes his his coke addiction his uh you know Friends. having paulina but like also like having this open relationship and it's just a total shit show and uh, supposedly banging other player uh pga tour players wives and things like that the guy just like you know i know tiger did that sort of <laughs> but tiger's a different beast like and, and yeah that's tiger's that, tiger that dj can never be i think DJ is just psychologically fucked, and that's why his game is, like you said, just so inconsistent. It's not even a psychological issue. The dude is actually stupid as fuck. Like, he just... It was Harrison who told me the greatest quote of all time, where it was uh, Gretzky, who was like, I, I've never met a bigger idiot in my life than Paulina until I met DJ. Um, uh, I mean, honestly, if you watched <laughs> stupidly while Kepka was coming down the 18th hole, he pulled his driver, you know, 30 yards left, was hitting out of, like, big-ass fescue grass, and CBS, like a bunch of idiots, cut to an interview, you know, as Dustin Johnson was wrapping up his round. And, you know, for anyone, if anyone doesn't watch a lot of golf and didn't know Dustin Johnson, if you wanted to know exactly how dumb he is, just listen to that, you know, two-minute clip, because it's like, <laughs> we'll, this dude... We'll try to find it and throw it up. This dude has an, a less-than-triple-digit IQ. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> and, honestly, that's that's... In golf, that's a bad thing. You know, I can't... Whoever his caddy has been on his back, you know, he's had quite a few tour wins, obviously a major. He's been one of the best players, you know, one of the top 10 players in golf for the last seven years, really. His caddy deserves all the money in the world for even keeping him in golf tournaments. You I know? think it's like, his I, brother. Or putting up with him. Really? It's sure. his brother? Pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's his brother. He's been on his back for like the last five years, and in that span, he's had like 10 or 12 PGA Tour wins, something like that. But at the end of the day, you know, Kepka, he just had them in... He has the correct mentality for that situation. Not a lot of guys can stop that kind of bleeding. And, you know, I guess at some point, you know, reading some interviews, he just told himself, like, hey, we're, we're still two up. The crowd is against you. It's just you out here. Let's just finish this round of golf, you know, and be all right. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, he's, so. got a great, he's got a great uh, mentality towards the game. I mean, that's, he kind of takes a lot of pressure off himself because of the way that he I approaches agree. it. I completely But, I mean, dude, at the end of the day, man, like, no one brings the crowd to its feet or no one gets people involved like Tiger Woods. And that's something that yeah. we probably will never see again. Uh, the fact that Tiger came up as like a three or four year old going on like nightly shows as a prodigy golfer. Uh, he's got a different way of, of dealing with it. People are much more connected to him because uh, a lot of people have seen him grow up, you know, from that age until now and everything that's gone on, you know, in between then. Uh, no one's no one's ever going to be able to surpass Tiger as the face of golf until he retires. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's uh, that's all we got, ladies and gents. Speaking Hope of badasses, yeah, dude. Honestly, this has gotten me revved up. So, uh, next on our docket is we got Deontay Wilder, uh, who I have dubbed to be the baddest motherfucker on the block. Block, maybe country, maybe planet possibly planet um 
I'd love to see like Deontay versus Khabib. Oh, holy shit! But um, <laughs> Deontay would destroy. Wouldn't be close. Khabib would be they're, dead. They're just, they're <laughs> he would just, fucking just, knock his head off just, his body. They're both just such scary dudes. But um, yeah, so so big fight this weekend. Um, you know, obviously, pretty easy outcome. Uh, Wilder knocked him out in <laughs> just seconds. Uh, I mean, it was a knockout in the first round. Um, just a devastating blow. And honestly, I'm hearing a lot of bullshit uh, in the media and on, on news sources uh, talking about how they're, like, getting a little bit frustrated with the results and seeing these guys get up with just absolute noodles for legs and you know it, it was dangerous the, the sound you could hear from the rafters uh yeah that's what we fucking pay for right yeah. <laughs> i mean what do they want yeah. slap boxing that's the and, thing and, you know you know what you're getting into and i feel bad for this dude he fought brazil or i don't even know how to say his name brazil yeah. brazil i mean there, there's two fighters two great fighters in the boxing world right now at that weight class it's Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury and they just had a very controversial match and they're like all right we can't just throw them back in the ring together we need to bring somebody in for Wilder to fight and you know poor guy belt, I thought you know, title Fury's defenses retired. whatever what's up I thought Fury is retired is that not true uh, I don't think so. I think there's about as well, retired I, I, the other fight career. and so there's a couple one issue I have with heavyweight boxing in today's day and age is outside of Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury that's like what Tom was saying there's no one like it's not back in the day and, where and that's why this dude had, got fucking mopped yeah exactly what about Anthony Joshua is he not, is he like light heavyweight he's he's also out of the UK but but you see that's not the pr- like you know what I mean that's not his problem like he I feel like people are coming at him not necessarily personally to his face because that would be a horrifying uh, experience life but, choice you know, <laughs> just bad choice um you know I, i've seen a couple of interviews and, and people are talking about how it was kind of over the line and he hit him harder than he should have hit him and, and it's like dude it's fucking boxing yeah right and, and deontay wilder we posted the video said himself he was like any doctor will tell you no man's head is it should be punched multiple times he's like this is the only sport where you can kill a man and get away with it. He's like, so I'm going to use my right. I mean, this is somebody who wants to kill someone in the with ring. his bare hands. It, <laughs> yeah. it looked exactly like it would look if Harry got in the ring with me. That's that, that's Whoa. how quickly this guy went down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how quickly this guy I'd, went down. I'd yeah. bounce Just your head off the canvas real quick. Absolute chin service with the quickness. And what was incredible is he started to get up at the count, and he was basically up at eight, nine, stands up, legs go jello, and the guy was just seeing fucking trip. But you yeah, know what? Good, mean, good for that guy, though. If he got back in that fight, then, then Deontay oh, might have gotten died. his wish and actually killed someone. Yeah, I mean, he, he that's, the, that's the thing in knowing, in knowing you're going to fight a guy like that. You know you're going in. You know you're going to get your shit rocked, so you might as well just take one on the chin and, uh, you know, collect your... Collect your bag and get Collect the fuck paycheck, out of there. Save your brain a little bit and uh, go home. Yeah. Oh, dude, his brain is mush. That shit is just jams, yams, potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the rematch. So Fury and Wilder fought like, I don't know, a year ago or so. And it was it ended in split decision. 
And so hopefully we'll get you know the rematch soon that we deserve. And I encourage everybody to watch that uh, because it's it's going to be a bloodbath. You want to see a real fight and see real boxing? Watch, watch, wait for this fight. I'll tell you uh, what was not a real fight uh, was this footage <laughs> of Ezekiel Elliott um, getting into like a little scruff uh, with a security guard at EDC this weekend. Got detained, was not arrested, I believe. Uh, security guards approached him after they saw Elliot boxing out his girlfriend, who was trying to, I guess, leave. They were in the middle of an argument. There was no actual, you know, physical harm done. He was just basically using his tree stump of a body to, to kind of I'm, box her out. I'm 100% on the argument that that security guard flopped. And took took the hit, flopped, and now he's just trying to collect a paycheck because he's like, "Oh, really? Oh, this I is don't hate that move at all." This though. is I mean, if uh, I know look, I'm a running back about in the NFL, to be a good one. If I know I'm even a halfway physically attacked by a rich person, I'm flopping like fucking crazy. But not even that, man. I mean, Zeke is a freak. I mean, this guy is a specimen, and he was in a Lakers tank top uh, with Lakers shorts and like a, a blue and purple dunks. Like, dude, first of all. You've got money. Start to have actual taste. Uh, you look like an idiot. I understand that you're doing like rave shuffles at EDC. Uh, as so a, you are an idiot. Yeah. So you are an idiot. I get. I mean, the dude. I looked it up. He's 23 years old. So like, I, I kind of forget about that. But at the same time, dude, you're in the NFL. What are you doing at EDC? Yeah. Have your own party, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, go to Ibiza or something. Like, throw your own party. I. Uh, but uh, I will give it to I, him. It doesn't seem like anything's coming of this because the guy went home the next day and hosted a youth football clinic, like the morning after. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's any charges pressed, so I'm, I really like don't want this to spin into something it's not. Although Zeke does have a terrible history of doing stupid shit on camera. Yeah, really stupid I mean, that's, shit, dude. It's like he, he pulled that girl's shirt up and like shut her tits off at some oh, other concert that. a few years yeah. ago. It also, it also it also doesn't help him that um, doesn't he have domestic violence. Like yeah, that. I'm pretty sure though that's like <laughs> to be not. a Dallas Cowboy, you have to do those things. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. You don't get that's drafted true. without that on your credentials. right. That's in the contract. Yeah. Well, um, that's all we got for sports tonight. Entertainment is up next. Let's see what we got here. Well, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we got to talk shop about Game of Thrones. Season finale came and went, leaving everyone seemingly distraught. Um, with mixed emotions and potentially, dare I say, blue balls. Um, here to break it down for you are the three biggest Game of Thrones nerds that I know. Um, so, gentlemen, let's hear the goddamn consensus. Um, pretty much wraps up the most boring Game of Thrones seasons uh, season out of any of them. But you know, to their in their defense, I don't know how it was ever going to be anything else. I mean, when you're wrapping up a story. Um, I don't. I don't know how I would have ended it. I'm not a fucking show writer. Um, the episode, all in all, wasn't wasn't as bad as like it would appear to be if you just hopped online like over the last 24 hours. Um, but it, there wasn't anything really exciting about it either. Um, of course, you know, Jon Snow did the right thing, took down Danny. Uh, the North, led by Sansa, decided to be free. You know, they're not going to be in the Seven Kingdoms. Um, so just all things that are like, oh, could have been a shock, but it's the last fucking episode. I don't think anyone was really shocked by anything. Um, so all in all, yeah, just boring, but not the worst. I'll give it a five out of 10. 
So yeah, uh, spoiler alert there for anybody who's listening and hasn't watched it yet. But uh, yeah, go fuck yourself. Hey, wait on on that note before you, before you go, Tom. A couple kids at work uh, pull this shit. We're like, ah, 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 I don't even watch the show. I, I read it for these guys so that we can talk about it and impress all of you. These kids are like, ah, ah, like don't talk about it. I don't watch it. I don't watch it until like you know I I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, I don't fucking care. Yeah, right? we're not we're not gonna Dude. say spoiler alert if you're not watching it on the night. Like if you don't have a death in the family or like something fucking drastic isn't happening, like a natural disaster. Your get shit's the getting spoiled. Yeah. What else out. are you doing yeah. on a Sunday night? You know it's coming out on Sunday night. You just plan around that. Make yourself some dinner. The kids sit like the fuck I don't. Down, I, I watch Game of it. Thrones. And like, go to I bed. had things to do. What the fuck are you doing at nine o'clock on Sunday? I, I, I laundry to do. Yeah, it's right? like all right. Well, then go to a conference room or put some headphones on and, and just shut up. <laughs> yeah yeah so tom sorry go ahead uh yeah i i agree with you there uh biggest biggest television show finale in history if you're not watching it when it comes out then you're you're not a fan uh but the biggest surprise that i saw was brand becoming the king like i feel like if it's a probably the odd like the odd duck of all of the the finale tie-ups it's like how did how did this happen yeah, it's no like offense to any uh, of our wheelbound wheelchair bound listeners, but uh, he's not not gonna make a great king. No, dude. What's what's great is that meme that uh, been it's been going viral. It's like when you uh, when you didn't participate in the class presentation, <laughs> so you get yeah. a, but you get an A. I mean that that's on point, <laughs> and it's just like it, out of everybody there, like I I don't know, I just didn't see it happening. So it did surprise me the most. Would I have written it? No. But again, like Brent said, we're not the show writers here. Well, the, I mean, dude, this th- entire season was a product of of them having seven seasons and having a, books to fall back on for plotline purposes, yeah. for for character arc purposes. They just got lazy, and now and then they were like, "Oh, season eight, we, there's no book now." Now we're ahead of George uh, George Martin. Now we're just gonna go straight for uh, you know visuals and and you know cinematography and all that stuff and production value. But they, you know. I, I try to enjoy it for what it was, knowing that that was the case. But they yeah. kind of they they definitely mailed it in a bit. Um, is it seemed is like the George... producers were were just over it. They're they're done. They want a different project. It seemed like the characters, to an extent, wanted a different project, especially when they read the script and they were like, "This is, you know, fucking dumb." Yeah, but still, all those fucking losers were crying like at the last reading and stuff. Get over it. Oh, um, actually, on on that note, there is a two hour documentary next week or this Sunday, I should say, at nine p.m. Um, of the you know the production of the final season. I forget the name of it exactly, but uh, tune into that and we'll we'll see how much of this shit is true. Where it's like, you know, you hear this, that, and the third from all the actors. Like, I, I think a lot of that is just people putting words in their mouths. I've got two final thoughts. Um, number one, is it possible? I, I kind of see that it's a hundred percent possible that Arya might get a spinoff show of her own, um, just based on how she left. You know, she's sailing west uh, to the place where the maps aren't written, et cetera, et cetera. Definitely, John. She's no. sailing she's, to America. She sort, of, she sort of had a triumphant little scene there at the end, you know, on her on her ship and all that. Um, so I don't think it's entirely impossible that in the next you know five years we see a spinoff with uh, Macy Williams or whatever her name is as Arya and then lastly I also um, saw you know videos of like watch parties and shit like that going on and like Gordon I know you don't watch this show and you think we're nerds for watching it but I promise there's no place 
that I'd want to be less on Earth than the video I was watching of these fucking Manhattanites like that definitely paid money to go sit and drink wine in a group of fucking 200 and then all cry together as like a show ended. Could you imagine? Yeah, grown fu- grown people, you know, crying, drinking wine, paying money to just sit together and watch a TV Send show. Send them to the glue, glue factory. factory. Get them out of here. Yeah. Glue factory. <laughs> I'm way out name, on that Name of the episode, glue factory, baby. Why would you want to watch anything with anyone other than your very but, best yo, friends? To your point, um, I also think Jon Snow potentially would get a spinoff. I, Having been sent to the wall and shit, like he'll rule the army out there. And, and this is... The only reason, all the shit that I've read and looked at, but yeah, I think the only reason why it wouldn't happen is because his, his his popularity is too high, and his you know what I mean. And, and I think he's going to get yeah, another he's project. A, he's a star now. Yeah. So is is George R. 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 Martin um, <laughs> making more books? Yeah, I think he's got two books? more books to write. You don't make books, but um, he's in a coma. So here's here's my question for you: <laughs> Is he actually? No. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Here, here's my thing, uh, or my question for you guys, and then we'll move on from this. Would you guys have rather waited until this motherfucker finished these books and then had them produce the show or just gotten done and over with with this season? I'm, I'm pretty in the camp of I'm just glad it's over at this point. It was fun. It was an awesome show. But, nah, I'm, I'm glad. Close I, think the it I think it would have taken too long. Be, I mean, yeah, I mean there's no timetable when he's going to finish these things. Yeah, no one's going to wait around five years and be like, oh, shit, this show still exists. It's I back. Think. Yeah, yeah kind of would kind of would be cool though. I'm gonna uh, um, I'm gonna flip the switch here, and all the criticism that the writers are taking should actually be put on George R R R R, R. Martin for not finishing. R R R R. It's his fucking R. fault. Oh, so we're going with the take that George R R Martin is lazy. He and destroyed fat. it, and he ruined yeah, Game yeah, of Thrones. For yes, Game he ruined um, it. He ruined it. More importantly, uh, addressing the elephant in the room. The fucking water bottle, boys. Come on. Yeah, talk about Come lazy. On. Talk about lazy, dude. I, that's what I was saying, dude. They just mailed it in. They were just like... It know, like, really was. It, it was mail time, like you read about. It was like, well, let's just like, it's send not this thing like to the finish line. Like, it wasn't like, oh, they, they're like, oh, sorry, we missed it. They're like, oh, yeah, no, we saw it. It was just too expensive, so we said, fuck it. I, I don't know. <laughs> After the Starbucks incident, I don't know how you go through all of your remaining footage and scrub that shit. And make sure that there's nothing else that you missed. Like Brent said, there's virgins in Manhattan that are combing over the shit. So <laughs> yeah, like, you know you're gonna get you know you're gonna get blasted <laughs> in the ass. Um, all right, I'm starting a GoFundMe. Um, this tonight's episode, yeah, tonight's episode sponsored by GoFundMe. Hopefully, sometime soon, probably someone will go fund us. Uh, we're gonna start a GoFundMe so that the f- Betwixt the four of us, we can all go to uh, Kanye West Sunday service uh, and just be like a dash of white. Uh, and you know what? I think it would just be incredible. Um, a hint of whiteness. I don't know what the hell is going on or what he's doing or planning. I think it's a cult. If you've ever seen like Wild Wild West or whatever that I'm in it, bullshit was. Yeah, but they've got it going on, and I want in. Whatever yeah. juice they're drinking. Dude, Send that's, it to my way. Give me two. Honestly, that would be a power move for Kanye to make a cult. I, I think, <laughs> it, I, dude, I think he, he would totally do it too, could. man. You he's he he's crazy enough to do that shit. And, and his fans are crazy enough to join the cult. Yeah. Like he Gardner. honestly has both of the both of the <laughs> two things you need to start a cult he has going for him. He's Can crazy you... enough and so are the people who like him. <laughs> yeah. Can you fucking imagine if the four of us just showed up to his Sunday service? <laughs> <laughs> 
I would absolutely take time <laughs> off of work to go to a Sunday service by Kanye West. I would West. quit work to go to Kanye's Sunday service. <laughs> they look hype. Tell my grandkids me. about it. Everything he does cracks me the fuck up. All right, well, let's move on here. Um, I've got some miscellaneous stuff to talk about to wrap things up for uh, tonight's episode. First thing I wanted to highlight, because I think if you are a billionaire uh, and you want to just absolute mic drop any muffs out there follow this gentleman's move uh, a Morehouse College alumni who was the commencement speaker uh, dropped the mic after telling the 2019 uh, graduating class that he was paying off their 45 million dollars worth of debt um, so the, the the big baller of the <clears throat> week is going to this gentleman I, I didn't even take the time to look up his name what an asshole well but, <laughs> Do a couple of things. First of all, he's worth $5 billion. He's the richest African-American in, in the United States. Yeah. Richer than Oprah. Also, his wife, ex-Playboy model. Uh, married, married up. Huh? Funny story, uh, Harry. Of course, he's the richest African-American in the United States because African-Americans only exist in the United States. That's that's kind of what it means. Whatever, So Brent. Double entendre there. Um, yeah, the, that's the dude true. Is I was trying to go with political, politically correct, and I just got shut yeah, the fuck down. Yeah, come on. We're trying yeah. to be progressive. <laughs> um, absolute baller move. Uh, you could see when he announced it, um, like, everyone was just like, ha-ha, you know, like, and then, like, the crowd just kind of built up and up, and they were like, as they sort of put together in their head what it was he just said, which is that I'm taking the entire class of 2019 student loans, and it's just like, oh, shit. So... I yeah. Would, I would pay. You want to talk next year? I, I'd pay fifty grand just to go back in college and sit there again, just so yeah. he can be like, "I'm paying that fifty grand for you." You know, like, incredible. Dude, I mean, good for him, man. On on that note, do you guys remember the commencement speaker of Roanoke College at two, in 2015? Brutal, man. Bro, All I remember was just talking about fuck. death and car accidents. I'm like, oh, good. I'm ready to get out into the real world and die. Yeah, sick, bro. Um, yeah, I guess, I, I guess we're not drinking later. <laughs> <laughs> we still drink later. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I gotta say, Psych. I spaced out for about ninety-five percent of that speech. Oh, dude, uh, it was 95? so hot, and I was <laughs> so like hot. It was hungover. Oh my god, I was. I thought I was about to pass. Out. I was kind of spaced out of it, and then like what she was saying hit me, and I was like, "What the fuck am I listening to right now?" <laughs> definitely not high, though. I was, I was definitely not high. No. <laughs> um, all right. This is something that I really am excited to talk about. This is more like a grind my gears, but we're going to nominate this individual as dickhead of the week. Um, Constance Wu. She's been talked about by several comedians. Uh, Many podcasts before us have talked about it. We're going to add on here. She is an actress. She was in Crazy Rich Asians, and she is the star of Fresh Off the Boat. Fresh Off the Boat just got picked up, I believe, for some additional seasons. That is a massive accomplishment for anybody that's involved, even the guy that's holding the goddamn mic. So this woman takes it upon herself after the studio tweets that they're renewing the show and basically says dislike. She writes dislike. A bunch of people rip on her. She uses the fuck word you know, freely. You know, I-, I wanted to pursue other projects and do my own thing. She then tweets and apologizes for using the word fuck so freely. Um, not the issue, lady. The issue is you're an asshole. And like many people before me have said, 
there were a lot of people who put forth effort and work to create this. And she's like, you know what? I'm just not fucking into it. And then she goes a step further and she says, thank you for all who believed in me and women turning this into like a me too thing. And we're being progressive here. That is fucking destroying everything that seeks out to be. Garter, Garter, where are we going to send her? Where are we going to send her? We're going to send her to the fucking glue factory, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, I've never, man. I've never heard of or seen this chick, but but I hate her. So <laughs> no, it's 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 really fucked up, and a lot of people have talked about it. She has continuously tried to pivot uh, via tweet um, and say like, "Oh, I'm sorry for saying fuck. I'm sorry for using the woman card." It's like pivot, you're, pivot. you're you're avoiding the part, the whole purpose here. Like you're an asshole, and you disliked your studio renewing your show. Simply because you did one movie and you think you're like a big swinging dick. Yeah. I'll so, take her part. Yeah, honestly. And and Chris D'Elia said it best. He was like, here's the best thing about these people is if tomorrow, not even like they wrote her off the show like she died. Like they just literally, she just didn't, they locked her out of the studio tomorrow and they just sh- continued the show without her. Absolutely nobody would fucking know and or care. Or care, right. Literally, nobody would give a shit. And so that is why we will be nominating you, Constance Wu, as the dickhead of the week. Nice frat. Or, or, or vag of the week. Nice frat. Whatever you want to say. Yeah. We're sending you the glue factory. Um, yeah, I guess we were, we, we've been a little bit hot, so I'm going to go ahead and skip that one right there. All right, yeah. Um, so uh, on a lighter note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on a lighter note, uh, Grimes, you know, your city, progressive as hell. Uh, banning facial recognition, um, and apparently the first of many to do so. Uh, facial recognition, for those of you who don't know uh, and are living under rock, first, slam your fucking head against the wall, and now here's the definition. Facial, facial recognition is a technology that uses statistical measurements of people's facial features to digitally identify them in photos, videos, or real time. What's the so? What's the overall purpose? Is this to? Is this for like? Catching, catching criminals like is thing. global it's, it's domination. A privacy thing, yeah. I so, think for the government, the government says it's for that purpose, but I think they're obviously using it for other purposes, and people are catching on. I'm gonna stand by. I'm gonna stand by my city on this one. Uh, not my city, but the city I live in. Um, <laughs> because I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm very much like the anti Big Brother thing. You don't know what they're gonna be using that data for, um, and, and I just. I mean, you do though, and it's just all the worst shit. Yeah, and like exactly, and so. <laughs> Yeah, Cloning and, and no one needs that. I do. Th- I do understand the whole like if you're not doing anything wrong, then there's nothing to worry about. But that, that's not what we're discussing here. We're discussing it's a you know, what are they slope, actually do- what are they actually doing with you know the data and the facial recognition that they're capturing. So well, one I don't one trust positive anyone. use of it has been the new Snapchat filter. And I got to tell you, as a girl, I'm pretty hot. I kind of like it. I right, well, I mean, look, I deleted it out of you know the who's agenda, definitely not hot as a girl, Gardner. Gardner, you're, that, was just, that was oh heinous. Dude, I can't Medidious, get that out of my head. Just the beatest, and I love it. But felt cute. I'll delete it later. Uh, however, Tom, now that you bring it up, I'm, I'm gonna I'll pull it back into the agenda here. There, there's like a group of transgenders that are now going after Snapchat because of this filter, saying that like gender is not a joke. Um, hello, it's fucking fun. Cut the shit, all right? We're all having a good time out here, and you're trying to taint that fun. Okay? Correct. We're not, Don't, we're now not, you're treading on me. You're going to tread on me? <laughs> I'm going to go America all over your asses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so so like, let us have our fucking fun. You know what? That that honestly, like a coworker of mine said it best. That'd be like dogs standing up and being like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done with this puppy face filter. You guys have been degrading us and treating us like shit. No, I'm done. All right, <laughs> it's a Snapchat filter. Get over it. Holy uh, shit. Drawing the comparison to dogs is is a hot take, <laughs> but I but I don't hate it. I, you, yeah, you're I mean, making listen, a point. Yeah, it's fine. Listen, you know. Fuck. You know, you can use any of it. Babies. Babies could stand up and be like, yo, baby face? <laughs> that baby no. filter is also hilarious. Yeah. Incredible. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about how um, we're going to get rich. Get rich queen. Scheme. Queen? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, how much money do you need to be rich here in the United States? Anybody want to take a guess? Well, it's right there. So I guess that kind of defeats the purpose. Uh, but... $2.3 million. Oh, on ding, ding, the ding. fucking mark. Look at this kid. Hell he yeah. can read. <laughs> um, okay, well, according to Charles Schwab, you need to have $2.3 million to be rich here in the United States. That's 20 times more the actual median net worth of uh, U.S. households. So start fucking saving, boys. Hold on. Actually, I will say that's not as high as I thought it would be. Yeah, I agree too. I used to think like a million dollars nowadays like isn't that much money. Yeah, I mean, and that's literally no. my point that I was saying to my coworkers that I, a million dollars. I mean, it's almost three hundred thousand dollars to raise a kid by the time they're twelve. So, a million dollars is not shit. If you have three, if you have three kids, that's already at a nine hundred thousand dollars, and that's assuming that so they're two, not going to private school and shit like that. that I guess. More. Yeah, like my kid, my 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 babies, they're getting the finest. <laughs> but even even if even if you're rich, are you happy? That's really what it comes oh, down God. to. Are you happy, Tom, Tom? Look, I'll figure that piece out later. Yeah, just give me I the, just money, want the first. money first. No. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If I come totally, to find totally out agree. it makes me miserable, I'll give that shit away. But like, you know, for now, Charles Schwab says I need that money. All right, boys, we're closing it out here tonight. And like we said, we're keeping things PC, so we'll do wed, bed, or dead. Um, got a couple here for ya. We'll start off with uh, a bit of a more difficult one, one I heard recently. Um, Madonna, Betty White, or Cher? Uh, isn't Betty White already dead? Um, <laughs> if not, she's going to be like 100. I think she's still kicking, to be completely honest with you. Uh, that's um, that's easy for me. I'm going to I mean, Madonna. Tom, you, you, you've never been shy of necrophilia, so. Uh, I've also never been into it, for, for the record. <laughs> uh, no, that, this one's easy. Uh, Madonna. It's, Madonna what? You're going to wet her? She's still alive, dog. I don't Madonna's, care about the other two. Madonna's like as I'm crazy gonna, as crazy I'm going to bed and wed See, Madonna. I don't give. Uh, see, I think I'm definitely going. The other so two are irrelevant. Fuck Madonna, fuck Madonna, marry Cher, and kill Betty White. Oh, see, I'm marrying Betty White. I'm yep. killing Cher. Yeah, getting in bed with Madonna. That's a hundred. I think, man, I think, Cher I think looks that's like a it. man. She's also rich as hell. So is Betty yeah, White. Yeah, but Betty, so is Betty White, and she's probably got a plethora of stories. Like you could sit there and just toke up and be like, Betty, tell me your story. Well, Cher would be like, die soon anyway. So that that's a pretty smart pick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. All right, this one is a little bit more difficult. Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez. I'm killing Ariana <laughs> with a <the> bazooka. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Because yeah. I fucking hate her and every fan that she has. <laughs> but, dude, she is a princess. Yeah. Wrong. 
She is cute as hell, man. Gardner just likes her because Mac Miller dated her. Right. No, she killed Mac Miller. I should hate her, but she's still cute. Wrong. She is a psycho bitch, and well, she sucks. So tell me. Um, I'm going to marry Demi, bang Selena, kill Ariana Grande. Oh, interesting. I will Tom? I will wed Selena, bed Demi, Ariana Grande's dead. Sorry. Oof, fuck. This is tough, man. Uh, I'm going to go wed Selena Gomez, bed Ariana, kill Demi. Oh, no, that's, see, that's a mistake. Demi Lovato <laughs> just threw up some Instagram heat the other day. Oh, we'll yeah, throw dude, it up. But oh my, oh my goodness. She's coming, she's coming fucking hot off a of coma. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. That chick is 50 shades of fucked up. I'll give, I mean, I'll, I'll give her the, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be her Harry light. Man. I'll guide her. I'm sticking with Harry on this one. Um, all right, last up. J-Lo, Jay Aniston, Blake Lively. Woof. <laughs> Save the best for the last. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, you need to take this one. I think I'm marrying Jennifer Aniston. I think I'm killing J-Lo, and I'm sleeping with Blake Lively. Dude, this one's tough, I'm man. Gonna, I'm going to have to kill Blake Lively. <laughs> I'm going to marry That's my Aniston. girl, dog. I'm going to marry Aniston, and I'm going to bang J-Lo. I think I'm going. I'm, I've got She's the same. She's probably pick an absolute shakes. fire, fucking fuck. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. She, I mean, can't. Dude, she looks incredible for her age. Yeah. They all do. I think Blake's She's not... also got that Latina spice. Yeah. <laughs> little, a little, little, spicy. little exotic. Nothing wrong with that. She's got a little tang. <laughs> um. Yeah. Fuck, man. That's a hard one. But I thought I hope you all enjoyed that, especially all you female listeners, because I I know how much you enjoy that. Uh, Jordan, shout out to you. Tell us which one you'd get in bed with. Um, <laughs> let's wrap it up, boys. Buzzer beaters. Harrison, close us out here. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's probably been my last uh, Man City buzzer beater for a while, considering the uh, season's over, except for the Champion League Champions League final, which is June first between Liverpool and Tottenham. Uh, but this weekend, Man City won the FA Cup over Watford uh, by a score of six nothing. So, Watford Terriers, Wat- <laughs> Watford. I, I don't, I don't know what their team name is, but uh, yeah, six nothing win. That's uh, that's four trophies in one year. Um, didn't get the one that we wanted, which is Champions League, but that's a hell of hell of a season for Man City, and uh, they are officially now the most dominant team in English football. So. That's always fun. Tommy Tits, what do you got for us? Uh, the Stanley Cup final schedule just came out, and as you all know, the Bruins are in the Stanley Cup. Uh, Boston hasn't had a major championship in about three months, so I'm getting a little itchy here. Uh, and uh, I think after last night's game, it really looks like St. Louis kicked that other gear on, and, and San Jose is really beat up right now. Uh, they lost. I know they lost Joe Pavelski among other players on Sunday, and it led to a 5-0 loss. So uh, I don't really care who's coming because they're coming to Titletown, and we're gonna win. Fuck you! Oh god, dude. Honestly, I'm gonna need to be put like in a mental institution. Honestly, they should just straight jacket. I, I kind of want to be frozen until Boston sports suck again. 
It's going to be a long time, my friend. Yeah, uh, goddamn, that would be a long freeze. Yeah, Walt Disney status. Like, you're coming back when that motherfucker's getting unfrozen. <laughs> or, more colloquially, Austin Powers, which I just happened to watch. I just watched ago. it, too. That's <laughs> Groovy, baby. Incredible, incredible. Yeah, groovy. All right, well. Fuck, we should have played that out. All right, uh, thanks as always, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. All of you specimens, plebeians, genders, races, all of you motherfuckers, we love you. If you are not already, go ahead and subscribe to End Regulation on iTunes and Spotify. We're making big moves here. Bring it on some special guests here in the upcoming weeks. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We will continuously entertain and educate you with content. Um, hope you all enjoyed. Have a Fantastic fucking night. Brent, close us out, buddy. Yeah, uh, we actually got some new Wu-Tang. Uh, they dropped like a little uh, studio project to support their recent Showtime documentary of Mikes and Men. Uh, it was also called Of Mikes and Men. Also meant to like kind of com- uh, commemorate their 25th anniversary of, you know, Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, one of the sickest albums of all time. Easily one of the sickest rap albums of all time. Uh, they had some pretty big features from other New York heavy hitters, you know, Ghostface Killer, Nas, one of my all-time favorites, of course. Uh, Dude, there's some so, great yeah. music coming out these like no, recently. No doubt. Also, you know, quick shout out to the uh, Benji the Dog, you know, post mortem release from uh, Mac Miller. Hate hate that that one got booted, but you know, Wu Tang is Wu Tang, so here we go. Wu Tang till we die, baby. Peace. Let's go. Peace. Yo. Yo. Champagne nights on the corner, mad heavy. Around the time when I was beefing with Wizzy. Stark stayed in Claiborne drawers. Thinking bitches down, they men come through. Damn near kissed the ground, jumping out of big shit with Benetton pajamas on. Line my soldiers up, strategize, and I move my pawns. Should have been Italian, how I'm getting that Parmesan. Talking about the ones you keep putting those commas on. And I'ma keep hope alive Cause mad little niggas look up to me outside Breaking dawn, blunted, jumps in they mouth I drop a jewel, they see to see ciphers, then bounce Peace guard, you see Ray, yo tell him I said I was in the east, the nigga died but cut off his dreads I'll be back around 6pm Drew my prayers around 1 o'clock Plus I gotta pick up these gems Cause it's going down tonight at the garden Mary and Maxwell, Drew Hill I'm supposed to be starring You know how I do Son, nugget stones with the blue ones, and coming with me is a few guns. I think he's on that shit again. Twisting niggas out hard, getting rid of them. You gamble on rap, yo, my bit is in. Bet against me, your owner hat where your fucking head can't fit a bit. I think he's on that shit again. Twisting niggas out hard, getting rid of them. You gamble on rap. Yo, my bed is in, bed against me, your owner had where your fucking head can't fit Telekinesis, simple instrumental thesis, I can hop on a track, relax, then remain speechless. Peep this, son, closed down the kid store, $4,000 sneakers, bought a dozen pair with him, shared them with his cousin, Wu-Tang slang, boomerang back like Reggie Hutland from New York City to Philly to Los Angeles. The Wu-Tang slang is mad dangerous. You cannot think there is a nigga, I make your brain shrink. My lyrics are vitamins, I go from A to zinc. And yeah, I got the iron just in case the MC think. He could take it to the streets and watch his ass become extinct. Like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. 
I turned your fucking face to Jonah Hex. Hey, yo, last night my sugar was 500. That log cabin syrup on them flatjacks. Took it to Sky Hunted. That's 13 units of insulin. Brought it back down and everything is officialing. Like Michelin. Counting bread like Maserati Rick out in Michigan. And all my old girlfriends is jumping on my dick again. I think he's on that shit again. Twisting niggas out hard. Getting rid of them. You gamble on rap, yo, my bed is in. Bet against me, your owner hat where your fucking head can't fit up it. I think he's on that shit again. Twisting niggas out hard, getting rid of him. You gamble on rap, yo, my bed is in. Bet against me, your owner hat where your fucking head can't fit up it.